0: URW is Port Huron Northern's Top 40 station here with the Felix and Tim Sports Show. This hour of music is brought to you by Tuffy Auto Service Center, located at 3991 24th Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Phone number 810-982-0202. Right next to Mobile One, Tuffy Auto does it right. If you or your business would like to underwrite our programming, give us a call at 984-2671, extension 1836.
1: Hello, Wave listeners. We're back. It's been a week. Well,
0: plus, it's like two weeks, actually, probably. Or no. Yeah,
1: yeah well, it's been, it's two, been weeks. two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks since the last
0: show. Last Thursday, as you know, was Thanksgiving. Yeah, we took a break then. I mean, why not? Obviously, we wouldn't be doing a show on Thanksgiving because no one would listen to us.
1: I was with my family. How, how, actually, let me ask you, how was your Thanksgiving? Um,
0: It was pretty good. Uh, I ended up spending most of the time at my girlfriend's family's house and they're pretty cool uh, i got to talk to them her grandma's like crazy she how how so <laughs> it's so funny they got this little dog named rocco he's like he's literally like a puffball. and their house is like built on a slant so like when he lets the dog out at night they're her grandpa <laughs> or her uncle when she when he lets the dog out at night he just leaves the door open on his hinges and this little dog who's like literally up to my ankles literally just jumps on the door, and then it just closes behind it. It's pretty great, honestly. But my favorite part about Thanksgiving was the food. 100%. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's a lot so of people good. would agree I had with you. I had three
1: meals that day
0: for dinner, three different dinners.
1: I had well, – well, we have a family tradition. We always go to my grandma's, and then just the family comes over because that's basically what Thanksgiving is. And we actually got to witness the carving of the turkey, which – my grandpa um well we call him papa he had the the saw tool you know how like you know you watch those is instructional videos of like you know the people just sawing through the turkey no is it he's got
0: cutter is it like that God. bread cutter Is like Zzzz.
1: no it's like a hack saw yeah
0: yeah but it's like it's it's motorized right yeah okay yeah i'd never seen that it before he was like until... carving
1: off the legs and it was like and it was like vibrating so hard. i was like oh my goodness oh that thing is probably as old as him and he's well in his 60s those are crazy (laughs) so i was like oh my gosh what happens before thanksgiving i never knew so i found out how to carve a turkey using an electronic hacksaw (laughs) just destroying the turkey (laughs) but yeah and it, it was smoke there was smoke everywhere it was a good time and then we had, you know, a great dinner. Papa Dan got to watch the Lions. Papa Dan and Grandma Terry. Yeah, they they hosted every year. <laughs> great hosts. They do always do the dishes. That's the best part. But anyway, coming back from our long break, we have more games to talk about that happened uh, with the Red Wings, the Pistons, and the Lions. The Lions have two games that we missed. The Red Wings had six. I'm pretty sure and the, the Pistons
0: an, had six as well.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be Seven. catching Wait, no, you six. up on all those. All
0: right, but we're gonna kick it off with the Red Wings first. So, from November sixteenth, uh, they played the Sabers at home, and they ended up winning that game three to one. And this was the only win out of their six game series. So they next played the Avalanche four to three, and they lost in overtime. So they did get a point there, but you know, obviously, still lost. And then they played the Oilers, who they ended up losing six to two. Uh, they went to the New York to play the Rangers. They lost two to one in overtime. Played the Devils, lost 4-3, to three, and the Kings 4-1, to one, which was last night or the night before. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday night. I don't know. Yeah, they had, like, a lead in the first period. And, and yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they left, straight. and they yeah. let in four. And so, there you, there you go.
1: So, yeah, the Wings are uh, on a little bit of a skid here. I but mean, the last win was November 16th against the Sabres.
0: Well, I mean, they should be able to bring it back. The they still, they've still,
1: they gotten three points in their last five games. So that's not great, but at the same time, I mean picking up a point when you can in a loss is yeah, I mean that's okay they should they should
0: at least be able to win these next two games or at least one of the next two at least to end a streak, but you know yeah,
1: so these next week games, <clears throat> they play the Canadians tonight at home, was the Canadians are eleven and twelve and three, and then they play a home and home, so they're at the Canadians, and then they play the Jets who are fifteen six, and four one of the kind of surprises of the league,
0: yeah, well actually I I don't know. Like, at first I was like, they're not going to do that well because I didn't see much, you know, going on with them. And then if you look at their goaltenders, they actually got a pretty good set. Yeah, Markstrom, he's one of them. He's really tall. Yeah, and then uh, I t- I, his
1: name is just right off the top of my head. I can't remember his name. I don't know, but the Jets are rolling. 15-6-4, that's one of the top records in the league. That's about what every team is at about the top, because the NHL right now, say you went on a five-game losing streak, you'd, you could drop from two to 22, probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just that close. It's like, you know, I mean, we're not certainly not looking at the playoff picture right now, but if you drop five points, you can go from first in your division to out of the playoffs. So NHL is always a tight, and we just got past the first quarter of the season. So... You know, right now the Red Wings kind of sit at the first quarter. They're just kind of hanging around the Atlantic division. They're not in the playoffs right now. They're behind uh, the Bruins for third in the Atlantic, and then the two Metropolitan teams have the wild cards right now. But the Red Wings are hanging around there. Um, They have, I think, 25 points. I, I don't even know their record. It's 10. I, I don't know. You didn't put that down? No. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, regardless of what it is, obviously you you add that to the five losses they have. You know, you did pick up three extra points in overtime losses. But, honestly, I still think they have a chance to at least, you know, get into the playoffs. It's not really the best situation for them because they're definitely going to get knocked out in the first point, round. At
1: this point, I think if you're a smart Red Wings fan... You at least want to go to the playoffs, and you should be happy with going to the playoffs. I honestly, there's... being a smart fan, you shouldn't want to win it. Like, I mean, yeah, you want to win it all, but I'm saying you shouldn't expect to win it all. Like, what? you shouldn't think you are a top team with a top tier chance to go win the cup this year because you're going to be on the edge of the playoffs. See,
0: I think for the, what the Red Wings need to do and what they just have to understand is that there's there's not really a good place to be in between, you know, a winning team that has a chance every year to win the cup and a team that's tanking. They've been in the middle of that for so long that it's hurting them because they're not getting good picks, but they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. They'll be the top of the team, uh, you know, out of the teams that don't make the playoffs. They'll be the very top team. But they just they, they would be a, the last place team like, in the playoffs.
1: I think we literally said this last year. Something drastic has to change something big has to go down to where say the Red Wings get a first round pick for a crazy high you know a crazy good player or the Red Wings trade a big player for a big name and maybe helps their team or hurts their team, but they got to go somewhere up or down. They have to rebuild and, like i I just think if you know
0: if we have a chance if there's no chance of the playoffs, I really think we should start tanking.
1: I don't think we should not like right now. I'm not saying like right now because we still have
0: a chance. Obviously, we're still not a bad team.
1: But I think down the road we might have to get rid of our young stars, which has been a problem in the past. But now that well, now that we have some, we might have to get rid of one to get a great pick or to get a great player that can at least do something, because. Right now, the Red Wings are just mediocre. I mean, you look at the points Larkin with 21, Mantha 20, Green 18. Those are all recognizable names, but not around the league. I mean, Dylan Larkin is, is a young star around the league. He hasn't really established a name yet, but he is what he's known for is just his speed. He's not really known for scoring, he's not really known for getting assists and doing amazing. He's just known for his speed because of what he did in the All-Star game. He set that
0: record, you know. That's still pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And then Anthony Mantha, he's kind of a new name to the league too. I think he's kind of an underrated, like, sniper as where he can score a lot of goals. He can he can shoot really well. He's a guy that you want, you know, to have the, on the power he play. He still picks
0: up assists too, you know. Yeah. He's a and I, I
1: mean, that's just all what the Red Wings do. They don't have definite... Scorers. They don't have definite, like, playmakers. They just have, you know, the mediocre team. And it's literally the same way all around. Name one, like, I mean, you have the elites of Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Ovechkin, but who would classify as an elite? The most elite player on the Red Wings is Henrik Zetterberg. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he really, he's he, he played on some good teams, but he was never – a superstar for the Red Wings, or even in the league, because you know, even when they started to decline,
0: which was you know two or three years ago, the number one player that you thought of was Pavel Datsuk. You thought of players like that. You didn't think obviously Zetterberg has always been like a key part; like he's always been a great player, good uh, assistant captain. But I've never felt like he was an all like like he
1: was the star of the team. I never felt like that was him. So this is, I, I kind of had an opinion yesterday, and I don't know, I don't know if this is true. You're, you're going to have to decide here. But I was just thinking, and I, I was thinking about the Wings, and I thought, you know, the Wings have played the same brand of hockey for so long. They made the playoffs for however many years it was, 20-something. Yeah. And they had this huge playoff streak that started, you know, 20 years ago. So back around, it would be around, like, late 80s. And really, what they did back then was it was a more physical brand of hockey. I mean, every sport's changed since the 80s. There's been tons of new rules, you know, with concussion protocol, stuff like that. You'll get playing out ejected. And the thing is, the Red Wings play, it's kind of a chippy brand of hockey. Every time I watch them, I swear you could watch any other team in the league and you don't see as amount of chippy plays, as amount of fights as the Red Wings do. And I think that's kind of to back up, you know, hockey town. This is what hockey is. But at the same time, they didn't adapt to when it started becoming more of a skill based league rather than a big you know, big guys succeed. You want that huge guy, a hitter, maybe not the best skater, but a big hitter. Yeah. I don't think the Red Wings adapted. Now I, I don't know if you agree well, with that. Yeah, I I feel you're right, they haven't adapted.
0: But I also feel like they haven't even adapted that this year because name <laughs> name three big hitting players. No, like, they don't. They don't no, have like, big hitters. Yeah, like they that's, just have the that's chippy players. Just, like that's the thing. Like they're just like chippy players, but they don't get much done. Like they have Cronwall, who but would be like the one kind of big hitter. He's really old, and like he's a big hitter. But like if he takes he's too many hits a in a big game, size it's
1: not going to help him. His body's but just going to the gonna thing is off. like i i the first person that comes to my head is justin applicator he's a good player he's a He produces okay but the thing is every time i see him he's always getting into fight he's always in a scrum he's always doing something chippy behind the play that makes other teams like oh i i hate this guy and i mean it's good to have players like that but i feel like the league isn't meant for those players anymore i I mean those players don't typically succeed as much I mean you still want your fourth line to be good but at the same time it's just more of skill than just run into the guy and rub him off the puck with having a player like Adelkaver I really
0: think I still think there's a place for like those players in the league I think they can help a team you know more than on the scoreboard but the thing is is he doesn't have much of a supporting cast where he can you know risk it by going to the box and like playing a little chippy. You know, kind of how, like, Mantha and uh, Wachowski, they went out that guy last night. You know, they were playing it to try wow, to spark nutty. the team. Well, a while ago, you know what I mean, like two weeks ago. Yeah. But, like, you know, he was trying to spark the team. So, obviously, they were still winning. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like, how you, if you get in a fight, you know, you try to spark your team up, win the fight. Yeah. You just get them going a little bit. You know, as long that's the that's the issue is that, like, you know, if Addlecater's out there doing that, then they also lose a score because he's a great two-way player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Advocator, he knows how to play. He's not just a hitter. Like he's a he's just a pure grinder. He's a two-way player.
1: Well, I mean, he's he can't even be a hitter just because he's just kind of short and he's fast. Yeah, he's but, got I a, mean,
0: he's got a body. He knows how to use it.
1: I don't know. I just I know. feel like whatever. You I know. just kind of feel like those players. Like they, you still want a few on your team, but at the same time, I just feel like the Red Wings have that mindset of like. You know, rub them off the puck here, and that doesn't always work now.
0: Yeah. I just feel like
1: they're caught in the middle
0: of two different play styles, and they can't pick which one they want. Yeah. Because you got fast players like Larkin and Mantha, and you still got the slow players like Cronwall and Adelkader, you know, the big guys that are, you know, grinders, like you were talking about.
1: So, anyway... Uh, some of the stats for the team. Jimmy Howard's 8-7-4 with a 2.57 goals allowed average and a point nine two one save percentage. <laughs> Mrazik is a – Mrazik's record is 2-3-1 and one with a 3.19 goals allowed average and a .901. So Howard's kind of pulling away. Yeah, but he just can't hold it down
0: in overtime. I don't – that's yeah, hurting I, him a I lot. feel
1: like it's not all his fault. I feel like that's just – yeah, they Again, don't have the Red a, Wings. They don't really have great. They've defense. never been great in overtime or a shootout. Yeah, uh, whatever. But anyway, team stats: power play percentage is still, you know, they're still good in power play and penalty kill. Yeah, yeah penalty power kill play is twenty one point eight eighth in the league, and then penalty kill is eighty four point one percent fourth in the league. So, I I wrote these down here. Uh, well, I'll discuss the trade here. There's a trade this morning between. New Jersey and Anaheim not Red Wings related. Anaheim got Hen- Adam Henrique, Joseph Blandese, and a third round pick in the 2018 draft and the Devils got Sammy Vatanen and a conditional third round pick. See, in I'll that just, trade, I'll and,
0: say that and yeah. kind of leave it there. You can In that trade uh and Adam Henrique's contract was going to expire next year, I'm pretty sure. And if the part of the trade clause was that if um he didn't re-sign with the Ducks next season, then I think they get to keep their pick that they traded to the Devils. Ah so
1: so i'll ask you this question before we move on to the next segment so biggest surprise in the league we have tampa at number one st louis number two winnipeg number three nashville number four columbus number five jersey at number eight golden knights at nine washington at 11 pittsburgh 12 montreal 25 and edmonton 29 so, what, uh, what would you say is the biggest surprise team in the NHL this year? The biggest surprise team, I would say, I mean, it doesn't even have to be on well, the list.
0: Still, Winnipeg, obviously, because they just popped up to number two like that. Last year, they were ranked around you know 25s
1: in yeah. Well, they 20s. Were, they went to the playoffs about you know bottom seed. Yeah, know.
0: that's what it, like I didn't think they were gonna do that well this year. They obviously made some big moves in goal. Or yeah, I thought that was good. Keep on riding the wave here with us at 91.9 FM The Wave. If you have a request for us, call us up at 984 extension 1836.
1: For all of your commercial and residential needs, sorry call about Woman and Son's construction, uh, uh, at 810 385 9377. Again, that is 810 385 9377. Or visit them at 4104 Bonisteel Road. <laughs> I was there the whole time. Yeah, sorry about that. Kind of, kind um, of uh, out okay, so biggest surprise, you said Winnipeg. Yeah, Montreal. Uh, obviously, um, then Montreal. Definitely, you know, don't expect them to be down there. But yet again, like I said, okay, five, points, back, five points makes a huge difference. It should be fine. I'd definitely say Edmonton. I mean, at number 29, they're down there pretty far with some of the, you know, the most probably dynamic first line in the league uh, with Connor McDavid putting up, you know, some great points this year and also Dreisaitl putting up great points. Um, I think, you know, they shouldn't be down that far. And also, I would say the Golden Knights are my, you know, big top team there. They're not a, you know, very top team. They're number nine in the league. But But still, again, for an expansion team, that's that's definitely, you know, amazing for them. That's really good. (laughs) So, yeah, for me, definitely the Golden Knights and the Oilers, you know, you definitely don't expect that. The only two teams below the Oilers are the Buffalo Sabres and the Arizona Coyotes, which, I mean, there you go. They're the Coyotes. Yeah, they are not good both teams so yeah but since
0: uh, we got a little bit a in, uh, small interruption we're going to switch gears right into the pistons so past games sit or the past games from November 16th you know two weeks ago so they played the pacers in Indiana they lost that game 107 to 100 next game they played the T-Wolves, you know in Minnesota uh they won that game 197 then they played the Cavs they lost 116 to 88 uh they followed that up with a win against the thunder 99 to 98. That was a close game, and this was a big win. They played the Celtics a couple nights ago, won that game 118 to 108, and then they beat the Suns last night 131 to 107. So that Celtics game is obviously a huge win for them. They're the number one team in the yeah, East. The Celtics Actually, are on they're fire, the number one team in the league. They're like 18 and four.
1: The Celtics are going on that huge winning streak that got ended before they played the Pistons, but. Still, I mean, huge win <laughs> against even. the best team in the league.
0: That was great. That was a good game. You. Andre Drummond had a huge game. He ended up with like 26 points and 22 rebounds. Yeah that was a season high for points at least. Rebounds. I'm pretty sure he's had more, but still obviously, any game with 20 plus stats in any position is obviously something to talk about. yeah, but
1: upcoming we have we're going to be away for four games. We're going to be at Washington. Which they are eleven and ten. At Philadelphia, which they are twelve and eight. At San Antonio, it's are fourteen and seven. And then at Milwaukee, which is ten and nine, which is the third time we played Milwaukee this year. So Yeah, so this is probably, probably gonna be the, the end of the, end of the series. season series because yeah. oh my gosh, like how many games are we in now? about about like 30 maybe? Twenty. Twenties. And we played Milwaukee. This will now be the third time. So, so be if, you, for them. if you if you wanna, you know, go watch the Pistons play Milwaukee and you missed it. You're gonna have to actually go to Milwaukee <laughs> to watch the game. Yeah. Watch DiCumpo possibly tear apart the Pistons. <laughs> possibly. There may be blood, so
0: who knows? But so we're gonna start off with some player stats. Uh, the team leader in points is Tobias Harris with 19.1. He also has five rebounds. Not, you know, not super good. Mm-hmm. But and then we have Andre Drummond. Who's leading the league and the team in rebounds with 15.2? He's also, he's also averaging 14.4 points per game, so he's averaging a double double. That's pretty cool. And then with assists, we got Reggie Jackson with 5.9. So basically, other than Andre Drummond, there's nothing that really stands out in the league. In you know,
1: no, the the assist stuff. number kind of sucks. 5.9. Yeah, that's it's not too good for a point. Guard. Usually it's around eight or nine for you know seven. It,
0: Good point guards. Starting point guards can sit around seven eight ish.
1: Reggie Jackson, five point nine. He's just not doing so hot this season. He's doing okay, but last year last year he actually played really well and I think that's what secured his, you know, contract spot on the team being a starter. But now he's kind of just settling in as just kind of an average player, maybe your borderline starter, like he might not start some nights, he might start other nights but I mean, the Pistons have Ish Smith, who comes off the bench.
0: He He's a good player. He knows how to play. He definitely gets more assists. Well, but he just comes off the bench. Yeah, he's just, just not per
1: game. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to say like Ginobili, he always comes off the bench, or Terrence Ross usually came off the bench.
0: Yeah, but now he's injured, so.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying he yeah. always came off yeah, the bench. Yeah, they come off the bench. They make their, their point. They, they never really start. like. I don't even know. Like, what's the philosophy behind just not being a starter? It's a six-man. Like, What's the philosophy?
0: Like a role player. Like Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford has always been a six-man. I know. And then so what you do is, you know, you start your game off, get a little bit of extra rest, and then you go in for whoever's starting and you do exactly what you're meant to do. And then you're basically considered a starter if you're the six-man, like Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams yeah, Lou I mean, Williams still ended up big scoring names. like forty points. Still big names the on the teams. Yeah. No, still Yeah. Six men. They definitely have an important role in the league. And then so we're gonna move on into the team stats. And so the Pistons are currently second in the East. They are fourteen and six, so twenty games played. Uh they've won seven out of their last ten. They're currently on a three game win streak. And they're they're doing alright in most of the stats, like team stats wise. So, like, points per game, they're 16th, which is almost exactly in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. So, they have 105.6 per game. They're shooting about 46.4%. That's 10th in the league. And then, so, fouls per game, they're actually doing pretty good. They're 7th in the league, and that's, you know, the lowest. So, 7th best in the league with fouls, and they are only averaging 19.2. So, that's good. Yeah, that's (laughs) overall overall good good
1: because we have some players that can get into foul trouble. You know Andre Drummond being, you know, just a slower player. In the past, it was an issue for him. Obviously, I feel like he's just playing a better brand of basketball. I feel like he's not fouling as much. He's shooting, brings better. He's making free throws. He's making free throws. I think he's been working on his mid range game. Mid range game a little bit. I mean, you don't see him pull up that often, but every once in a while he'll (laughs) pull up from that, you know, corner shot or something like that. Just a little, just a little shot there, but. You know, in the paint is where he dominates, and he certainly is doing a great job in the paint, you know, grabbing 14 or 15 boards per game. It's definitely, you know, something that the Pistons need. The Pistons don't have, you know, a, a take take over the game player. Yep. And Andre Drummond is filling that role kind of. That's what I'll, that's <laughs> I'll leave it at. That's I mean, he's,
0: he's filling it like kind of. He's doing pretty good.
1: He's doing good, but at the same time, how long is this going to last? That's kind of unnerving. But, you know, I think he's going to do good for the rest of the season. I think he'll play good during the regular season. Who knows when it comes to playoffs. But once right f- now he's playing, you know, a good brand of basketball, I think. And he's, I think he's really smartened up about his game.
0: I think once he figures out how to score more and, you know, really utilize his size around the basket – I feel like he could definitely be one of the top players in the league and a number one go-to. He's just, he's just go-to. not
1: dynamic. I don't think people, I don't think people recognize okay. him as much as they should because he's just – Rebounds he's, are an he's, ugly he's, stat. He's not, he's not looked at like you know DeAndre Jordan because of the established lob city they had there. Now that Chris Paul's gone, it's kind of less. And they're going to trade him. So, <laughs> But, I mean, he's kind of like an underrated, better, I am personally, in my opinion, DeAndre Jordan because i mean deandre gets a lot of attention but that's because they average of his the team. same
0: point they average the same stats you realize that right Yeah. they both average about 14 points a game andre's or andre's are they're usually one, two like layups and tip-ins but you know
1: deandre is usually dunks dunks and lobs stuff like that so i just think they're kind of underrated and the pistons a as player. a whole are an underrated team so Other teams better watch out because, you know, the Pistons are at the top. They're playing good against other teams. They're coming for the Celtics. Celtics. They're coming. We beat the Thunder. I mean, we had a pretty bad loss to the Cavaliers. That's okay. But other than that, you know, those six games that you said, we went 4-2. and Yeah, that's not bad. No. Including the teams that we played. I mean, we played the best team in the league. We played the Thunder that have three superstars. We played the Cavs, who have two whole lineups of superstars, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, none of these wins come easy. And for sure, the Pistons are doing a good job at, you know, keeping it consistent, keeping, you know, winning close games, winning the games that we should win and winning the games that maybe we're counted out of. Yeah. And they're just overall, they're playing really great right now. You yeah. know, this is, this is the sport you definitely want to watch if you're in Detroit. Yep.
0: But uh, moving on, we're going to be going through some quick game breakdowns for the next four games. And we're just going to rapid fire basically through this for about five minutes or so. And then we'll get to some around the league news. So we'll, we'll start out with uh, Washington. They're currently 11th and 10. They're sitting around eighth in the East, and they're basically you know around 500. They're five and five in their last 10. 500. And the Pistons lost their first and only meeting, five or 115 to 111. John Wall finished the game with 26 points and 10 assists. Beal had 25, and Porter had 28 and nine rebounds. Pistons had low production from Andre and Tobias, each with about 10 points apiece. Uh, the players to watch for that game, obviously John Wall and his matchup Reggie Jackson. As well as Bradley Beal and Avery Bradley. That's kind of weird how their names are flip flopped like that, but
1: it's just like it's almost like a backcourt mismatch.
0: It'll be it'll be interesting
1: because Avery Bradley's a lockdown defender. Beale's a shooter. certified shooter. Yeah. Then John Wall and Reggie Jackson. That's the one to where Reggie Jackson. Let's see how he holds up on defense. Yeah. We'll see. He has to have a good game for them. All right. Next up, 76ers, Twelve and eight. They are fifth in the East. Won their last six out of ten. They beat the Pistons last time they played, ninety seven to eighty six. Ben Simmons couldn't be stopped, scoring 21 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists, getting a triple-double. And (laughs) the players that need to be contained is Ben Simmons. uh, Most most, likely rookie of the year. year. And then Joel Embiid, (laughs) top-tier center. It's going to be hard because Andre's going to be on Embiid. We need someone on Simmons. I don't think we'd put Lure on Simmons. Tobias,
0: probably. I'd I'd put Tobias or even switch Avery Bradley. Avery doesn't, Bradley doesn't Simmons anyone. play power forward? Power forward, small. No, I think he's a small forward because he's a he's a point forward. He's kind of like uh, LeBron. You know how he can like take the ball up like a point guard. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like Ben a point Simmons forward.
1: is definitely you know a great young player in the league and definitely you know a bright spot. He's for the gonna, NBA. he's gonna
0: be scary to watch. Right.
1: Scary to play against. Yeah, up I next. definitely think he's a smart player. That's what he has to his advantage. Yep. Okay, for
0: next one, we got San Antonio. They're currently 14-7, third and east. They've won seven of their last ten. They're on a three-game win streak currently. But uh, still no Kawhi. He's – I don't know what's going on with him. You probably have some idea. Yeah. Still got that knee injury.
1: Yeah, it's something with his leg. It wasn't what he injured in the playoffs. Like, we all saw whether that was a controversial, you know, whether Draymond really meant to do that or not. Zaza. Or, yeah, Zaza.
0: Zaza cut him off.
1: But – um. Whether he meant to do that or not, he healed from that, but he injured something else uh, mm-hmm. during preseason. He hasn't even played a game this year. So, no. you know, San Antonio definitely, you know, 14-7 and 7, still good without their all-star. And, you know, when they come back, I feel like San Antonio is only going to get better. And, I mean, San Antonio is always a tough team to beat because no matter who gets injured, they just rotate another person in. That's what they do.
0: And, you know, speaking of coming back, Tony Parker is back. He, I don't I don't know how well he's doing with stats, but obviously they've won last three games, and, you know, he's back. So it's good to see for Spurs fans. Tony Parker's a, a you know, he's been a key part of this organization, whether he, you know, does a lot for them. He's still going to be a fan favorite, and, you know, he's back. And speaking of a fan favorite, Boban will be returning to San Antonio tonight. Our goofball. Honestly, he's the biggest we, goofball. We've
1: <laughs> known Boban forever. <laughs> Before you ever heard of Boban for the Pistons, we heard of Boban for San Antonio. We were Boban know, fans. You know, every talk show has a little joke. Boban. Boban. Is I mean, we'll, we'll start. One. We'll start sharing our sports jokes. Boban is definitely like. What is he like? What's he? He's registered? seven four. I think we saw he's when we went to a Pistons. Officially. We went to the Pistons versus Spurs oh game. God. I got that. I got the tickets for Christmas, <laughs> and he reaches up, and, like, you know, you usually stretch on the wall. You put, like, your hands up, and you stretch your back. Stretching on the supports. He did on that the on supports. the backboard. He
0: was stretching on the supports and the backboard. He put
1: his hands he up there right jump. on the backboard.
0: It was fan- It was so fun to watch. Like, I went to that game with you. It was great. I, I had so much fun at that game. Just to see him, even if he doesn't play, he's just such a great player just to – see just to watch
1: he's a good character I see a lot of Pistons videos with him and Andre Drummond like singing to songs I think he's definitely like I think he's good to have in the locker room because I think he's just a a fun guy he's he's just a light-spirited guy he doesn't get down too much I mean Mm -hmm. he knows he's not gonna play that much but he's he's just just out there for fun you know he's living the dream and that's that's what little kids kind of look up to I mean no uh, little kid is gonna be like, oh, Boban's my idol. But, I mean, but,
0: everyone is actually going to look up he's not at Bobon because he's giant. He's not you a You are jerk. going to be looking up to him. I am looking you up, up to Boban. could probably pick me up. I have to look up mm. to him. He's got at least almost a foot on me.
1: Yeah, and then so he puts his arms up and you're literally looking feet.
0: Up. Yeah, exactly. You're literally looking up He to
1: could him. definitely be a Harlem Cloak. Okay, driver. switch it up to the Bucks. The Bucks are 10-9, 7th in the East, won their last 6 out of 10, split their two meetings against one of each other. Bucks last... Won the last meeting, 99-95. to 95. Players watched Giannis Antetokounmpo, Middleton, and Bledsoe, who was traded there from the Suns. He didn't want to play for the Suns. So they worked out a trade to get him to Milwaukee, which we'll see how he fits there. And now to really finish it off, we got news
0: around the league. And so if you haven't already heard, the Grizzlies fired their head coach, Dave Fisdale. They're 7-13 overall, 12th in the West, and they've lost 9 of their last 10. They made the playoffs last season, but obviously that didn't matter Sorry, to Sorry,
1: Dave. Got to go. Yep.
0: You know, maybe someone Press else will pick them button. up. And, Is there a button for that? I don't know. Let's do some uh, booze or something. Applause, maybe. Yeah, hey, Dave. Give it up to Dave. All right.
1: Yeah, you're gone, Dave. Sorry. Uh Yep, sorry. Whatever. Sorry, Dave. We don't care about you. you the Grizzlies aren't related to anything. Terrence Ross-Brain is at MCL. We talked about that
0: earlier. Poor guy. Yep, he's out for a while, so see ya.
1: Golden State beat the Lakers in overtime, 127-123, to 123, despite 21 turnovers and 32 points from Brandon Ingram. Oh, well. But I heard this earlier. Is Lonzo Ball a bust?
0: No. He just needs That's to fix good. his jump I shot. He He'll is. be fine. He he, get, he got a double-double last night. I don't Who care. cares? He gets he's, a double-double every bust. night. Whatever.
1: He's still, he's, it's like Chris Russell Westbrook. It's like Russell Westbrook when yeah. he didn't have any stars. Yeah, he's garb. <laughs> exactly. So is Lonzo. Okay, That's Chris Dobbs
0: Porzingis left the game last night with an ankle injury, but he's probably going to be okay. Anthony Davis and with LeBron both got legs. ejected. So
1: Big spider. They both got he ejected. the unicorn spider legs. Yep.
0: Keep it here. We're still going to be here talking about sports. I'm
1: probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just brought some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake.
0: Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
1: This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM The Wave.
0: Keep rocking out with us here at 91.9 FM The Wave for today's hottest hits. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
1: This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. What's up, Wave listeners? It's Felix here. And if you want to know what's up here at 91.9 FM, The Wave, you go check us out on our Weebly at WRWFM.weebly.com.
0: Hey, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, I just wanted
1: to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, and I'd be happy to drop it off. We'd do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger near you. Learn how at FeedingAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. Hey, Tim, what's that app on your phone? Wait, is it that one radio app? Yeah, we're cutting it off. That was literally, that was
0: so annoying. It's been (sighs) skipping through our beds. So now we basically have like almost 48 minutes. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. I'm just kidding. Andrew does a lot for love the station. We actually, He's great. I Actually, you got to love him. He does well, everything for us. I
1: mean, I don't I don't know what the station's doing. It was literally malfunctioning. We'll, we'll so. fix it. That's why
0: we cut out earlier, and that's why, you know, I stopped talking in the middle of a PSA at one point. Yeah. So, anyway, whatever.
1: Well, we'll edit it before it goes, you know, on the finished product, so which wanna... is up on the podcast, which we're only really going to fix one part. We can't really fix that part because what are we going to do? Yeah. We just kind of watched it play through and we were like panicking so we dragged all three beds and then none of them worked so we just double clicked it cut something off.
0: Yeah but actually we almost forgot to bring this up at least on this part of the sh- of the station we got a new soundboard Yay. I don't think we brought that up yet we were talking no, we about didn't. that. Yeah Let's we've been
1: talking about that for so long. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Let's give it to the applause Thank <laughs> you I love that one guy in the applause. He goes like, "Wow, woo!" But anyway, we got the new soundboard. Next week, we'll be able to take calls. We're gonna have a separate phone number from you know our phone number that I'm sure you've heard if you listen to the station nine eight four two six seven one extension one eight three six. It's not gonna be that. It won't <laughs> so, be that. So yeah, we'll have a separate phone here. Don't even worry about that number anymore. And know. we'll we'll put you on air if you come on. Don't say anything stupid or else we're gonna get our privileges revoked.
0: Yeah, we. We have
1: you um we'll have you on a queue. So Well, you'll be able to say your name. We can't really like we can't really ask you anything before we put you on air. We're just gonna kinda have to be like, Hey, if you call in, we're gonna put you on air, so here you go. But I mean, be sure, you know, you can call in at any time, bring up any issue that we talked about. I'm sure we can go back and backtrack and like we did that last section, we can just rapid fire through you know stats and all that stuff that we have written. But anyway, we'll continue on to the NFL. Yes. But before before we take and, you know, dive into here, you know, just be sure you know appreciate our attempts here.
0: Yeah, we're we're, we're doing trying. what we can. We're trying to make this better for you guys, all of the, all of you that actually listen. And this is uh, this is like know, one of the highlights of high school for honestly,
1: me. Honestly, <laughs> we Like, if you think about it, if you listen to the station, I I don't really care if you do or don't, but here we are the first podcast to ever really launch to be a live podcast because people have done the podcast and now we're the first podcast that has a schedule that uploads, you know, to a podcasting app and now we can take calls. I mean, it's just, it's cool to watch how we've grown since we've been the only podcast and it's cool to see like what we can do and what we're you know adapting to like to do just to better our show and it, yeah, it's, it's been fun along the whole ride i mean i remember our first show when it was just like you know us just sitting here like we'd have 10 seconds of silence in between everything we were
0: like recording no the very first one we ever did we recorded it on uh on the computer over there it wasn't even live yeah it but we, we, weren't we, even we had radio. three separate recordings and it was this was in when we were in broadcasting class, not even actual radio class. So we did that separately, and then we ended up uh, mixing that all together, playing it live, or, you know, not playing it live, but, like, putting on the station, just a regular little.
1: We did it. Our segments were 30
0: minutes each. That was, yeah. And our NHL section could probably go on for hours. And our NBA section could go on for just as long. Yeah. Just because how much
1: there is to talk about and how much we can talk about. But I'm sure we could get a good argument going. But I mean, it's just it's just gonna be cool to have other people's opinions. And you know, when you call in, be sure, you now tell us anything. You know, get our opinions on something just talk or talk about something opinions.
0: Just you can have. I've had conversations with people that like I don't usually talk to. But once we get into sports, I can talk with them for you know hours at a time. Yeah. And like that's it's just, you know it that's it's gonna that's gonna be how a lot more fun.
1: It's gonna be a lot more fun, especially if we get you know you guys. If you guys participate with us, you know, call in. It's going to make this show a lot more fun and it's going to, you know, it's going to be a lot more random, which I'm going to like, yeah, we gonna, can play the buttons on you. We'll we make, can, we'll make more buttons. Yeah. We'll I get, mean, we'll get
0: all sorts of stuff going on. It'll, it'll just be, be fun. Yeah. Be cool. And
1: you know, for all the people that listen, you know, it's, you can actually share your opinion on the show. Cause I'm sure you've probably listened to us before and been like, no, nah, that's not true. Or like, like said something time. stupid about the NBA again. Yeah. Let me correct him on this. Yeah,
0: like uh, Ben Wallace was part of the bad boys. Do you think he was part of the bad boys? Call us up. Felix is wrong. Yeah. Tell Felix he's wrong. Tell tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to hear it. And then I'll tell you why I'm not wrong. Because I'm never wrong. Yeah, Ever. you are.
1: Razick should be the starter. He should be the starter. Too- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never mind. We have to go to NFL. So, anyway, the Lions took on the Chicago Bears. Well, we have two games that we missed. The Lions had a short week from Chicago to Minnesota because of Thanksgiving Day game like they always play every year. And they almost got it revoked because of how bad they were like four years ago. But it's fine. They still oh, wow. have it. Still a tradition here in Detroit. But, anyway, the Chicago took on Chicago at Chicago, which would come to be, you know, the game-changing factor in the end. The Lions took on the Chicago Bears on Sunday, November 19th. Lions came into Soldier Field looking to extend a two-game win streak. Chicago took on an early lead in the first quarter, going up ten to nothing, like we've seen countless amounts of times, like the Cleveland Browns going up ten to nothing on yeah. us and all that. Yep. You know, good stuff. But <laughs> we've came back and won most of those games because the Lions have been a team that have had the most comeback wins like ever. I think they had seven last season, which I mean, exciting for Lions fans, but like. If you want to dominate a game, you don't want to be coming back. Yeah, it definitely takes its toll on the players.
0: How hard you have to work? Yeah.
1: But anyway, the Lions struck back, scoring 21 points in the second quarter and Holy. taking a halftime lead, 21-17. to In the third quarter, no one would score, so it came down to the wire. Lions kicked a field goal towards the beginning of the quarter, but Chicago made an amazing drive down the field to tie it as the game clock was winding down. Lions kicker Matt Prater nailed a 52-yard field goal with 135 Holy. left in the game not to mention swirling winds and terrible conditions. Chicago made a miraculous drive down the field led by Mitchell Trubisky to set up a Conner Barth field goal for a game-tying field goal. Connor Barth was looking at a 46-yard field goal. He set up and missed it to the right from the right hash. Stafford played a great game in bad conditions, throwing 21 for 31 for 299 yards and two touchdowns. DJ Hayden also had the game-changing moment as he ran back, a fumbled snap for the Lions. Jordan Howard for the Bears still had a great game, running for 125 yards and a touchdown. And then some miscellaneous stats here. Theo Riddick, nine attempts, 35 yards. Marvin Jones, four receptions, 85 yards. Prater was 2-for-2 from field goals and 3-for-3 for for extra points. Trubisky was 18-for-30 with 179 yards and a touchdown. Howard had 15 attempts and 125 yards. Touchdown. And Barth was 1-for-2 for for field goals and 3-for-3 and extra points. But the the big concern here is – Not Theo Riddick himself, but the Lions' running game. Nine attempts, 35 yards. That's not great. No. I mean, Jordan Howard had six more attempts and, like, 90 more yards and a touchdown. The Lions don't have that running game. And I have a stat here to prove it. The Lions, another rushing stat, have four rushing touchdowns on the season. We're going into week 13, and the Lions have played 11 games and they have four rushing touchdowns. Lions also have 146 first downs on passing, but only 42 rushing first downs. I mean, the average in the league was 71. We're 30 less.
0: Oh, God.
1: So, I mean, it's it's been a concern. Lions fans have known it's been a concern about the run game. How? I mean, what are we going to do to change it? What do you think? Needs to be done. I just, you just have to get more attempts in there. I don't know. Like,
0: you got to change up the game plan at least a little bit. You can't always throw the ball, it doesn't always work. So, why not just put more running attempts in?
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The Lions, Lions have a lot of running backs, you know, going at it. Theoretic had nine. I think Abdullah had eight attempts. But at the same time I think they just need a definite running back. Like yeah, Jordan Howard got the call. He got 15 attempts. He led the game in attempts. The Lions keep bouncing back trying to go from one back to the other. I'm sure one that hurts their morale. Like am I the starter or not? Like why don't you make a decision? Yeah. And two, then you can I work mean, harder if you're not the starter. You're trying fresh bodies, but it's just not working. I don't think you have a solid starter, and that's the problem to begin with. See, this was kind of the same thing with the Red Wings last
0: year and Peter Mrazek, and Jimmy Howard. They didn't really have a set starter, and obviously they didn't get any any, you know, they didn't get anything out of either of them, you know, just putting them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, well, I, this kind of translates. I, the Lions in just just have to pick one.
1: I think they're just set on Amir Abdullah because they drafted him. They want him to fit the system, but the thing is, he's just not. He's he I don't know. The description of him is perfectly what the Lions need. The Lions don't have a really amazing offensive line, even when they all are healthy. They haven't even proven themselves because they haven't even been healthy enough to prove themselves. And then Amir Abdullah, even without blocking, should be able, you know, in college he was a dynamic running back. He could bounce off tackles. He could get speed in the open field. And the Lions were like, oh, man, that's what we need. You know, that's perfect. And he's done nothing but just fumble the ball. He doesn't have great ball security. He he doesn't have the dynamic play that he did in college, and I just don't get why the Lions are so attached to him. Because, it, I mean, for me, there's no really place you can get rid of him, but stop trying to use him if he's not doing it. If he's fumbling on the one-yard line twice this season, I'm pretty sure. I mean, what's that telling you? He he fumbled, He had one fumble that counted against Stafford, but... I mean, whether it was Stafford or him, it was just a pure lack of communication. I don't know whether the play call was wrong or whatever happened, but again in the Thanksgiving Gate day game he he just dropped one, and i I don't know if you know what's going on, but I think the Lions just need to try someone else, yeah, just at least try to have a definite starter stop trying to bounce back and forth between these running backs because all that's doing is hurting them right now. And I mean, they're not finding success in it. Abdullah had 20 yards in that game, so the total rushing yards between the two of them was still 55. That's still less than Howard by 70. Nowhere close. And don't get me wrong, Howard's a star, but at the same time, you know, when, when are the Lions going to get a runner, a rushing game of above 100 yards? Because it hasn't happened in, I think, a year or two. That's brutal. So, I, I mean, when, when are we going to break the streak? That's stupid. Oh well, we're gonna
0: move it on to the next one. We got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the the lions, and that was when was that Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Thursday, Thursday.
1: <laughs> that was probably the dumbest question you've ever asked me. I thought you yep, yeah. yeah, you're right, probably you're right. <laughs> if you want to call in tell Tim how dumb <laughs> ah, please tell me how dumb I am.
0: Just <laughs> call in <laughs> all right anyway,
1: just keep just keep going, okay, so.
0: Lions took on the Red Hot Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving. This was a huge game for the Lions that if they won, they would have had a huge chance at the division title, but if they lost their chances it would diminish to almost nothing. Detroit made costly mistakes early like leaving Kyle Rudolph wide open in the end zone and Stafford missing a handoff to Abdullah. And that only led to the Lions terrible first half, but it was only 10 to or 20 to 10. One of the most positive plays was the blocked extra point on Minnesota's first touchdown after the Lions got a nice touchdown before the half so they avoided being down 20 to 3. Quick in the third it was 27 to 10 Minnesota and at this point in the game it was looking grim for Detroit. Detroit pulled within 3 after Marvin Jones second touchdown of the game. The Lions had the ball and they were going to start their miracle comeback when Stafford threw it to Marvin Jones and the ball tipped up and was caught by Xavier Rhodes. That basically ended the game leading to a Minnesota field goal and the Lions couldn't score with their minimal time they had left. Lions would lose 30-23 to 23 in the battle for the NFC Norse that would have been a win for the Lions. So for some stats for that game, Stafford went 20 for 35 with 250 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Theo Riddick, 20 yards on five attempts. Marvin Jones, six receptions, 109 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Prater had three for three field goals and two for two extra points.
1: And then on the for Minnesota, Keenum was 21 for 30, 282 yards and two touchdowns. Latavius Murray, 20 attempts, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, 8 receptions, 89 yards. And Kyle Rudolph with 4 receptions, 63 yards, and 2 touchdowns. So, I mean, the Lions, also to another fact on that Kyle Rudolph touchdown, we had 10 people on the field. That's terrible. Yep. It's just It was just a game of mistakes, and the Lions, you know, it's hard to bounce back after those mistakes. Lions have made miracle comebacks, but the thing is, you know, I think they made too many st- mistakes. They they dug themselves in a the hole the Thanksgiving Day game, and you know what? That made the turkey a little sour.
0: Yeah. So we're going to skip a little bit ahead into the NFL news around the league. So start <laughs> started off, we got Geno Smith starting over Eli. That's terrible.
1: Yeah. Eli Manning, <laughs> so ben McAdoo's trying to do something like a, to spark his team, but I don't really know. That's like know, a smack in the face. I don't really know if that was the smart decision. That's definitely a smack in the face. Right. I mean, he's doing really bad this year. Trust me. Eli Manning is doing terrible. But but you lose your number one receiver. Right. You lose your number one and number two. Brandon <laughs> Marshall and OBJ are both out. So exactly. Do you honestly think that it's the quarterback's fault? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. And the Eagles clinched the playoffs at 10-1. and one. They're the first team to clinch. Not a surprise there. Is Case Keenum Elite? Uh, I don't really know. I think it's just a supporting cast. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great all-around team there in Minnesota. I agree. The Chiefs started five and zero, are now six and five. They played the New York Jets this week, Holy so crap. to le- look to avoid you know s- this continuous skid, they still have a playoff shot. So who knows? But I'll go through the Lions' next game. The Lions play the six and five Baltimore Ra- Ravens as they make their playoff push. Lions can't afford to lose the game. They just need to put points on the board. Baltimore's offense hasn't been great this season, and the Lions can capitalize on that. Plus, Alex Collins, who's the Ravens' star running back, has been dealing with a calf injury. Ravens have a little shorter week after playing a Monday night game against the Texans, so maybe another thing the Lions can get on them. Quick, click kudos of the day. Uh, uh, hold on. F8 maybe? If, is it F8? I don't know. Let's find out. Um, excuse, oh, me? Uh, excuse me? Excuse uh, me. That's not the button. <laughs> we got to look it up here. Oh, man, I was close. Oh F9. Darn it, I was one off.
0: This is the kudos of the day.
1: Honestly, I gotta say kudos of the day. This is this is kind of a tough one. Um, hey, last week, you, or two weeks ago, you were like decisive. Yeah, I was right on Joel
0: it. Embiid. I was right on it. Um, I'm just gonna give it to Brandon Ingram. I honestly think he had a, despite still losing to the Golden State Warriors, and you know, you had one good up.
1: game. You had a whole two weeks that you could have done that. That's
0: true, but he was recent. It was last night.
1: So what? It'll hold two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. Who did the best in the two-week stand? I don't know.
0: I'll give it to Andre Drummond. He's been a really solid player. Just He's always doing good. But I would definitely give it to Andre Drummond and the Pistons for beating the Celtics. That was a very, very good game. They needed to win that game, and they did. And that could probably ultimately help them really push for the top of the east
1: my kudos if i even if mine means anything goes to jimmy garoppolo out in san francisco the quarterback finally got the starting job after being traded there it's about time (laughs) don't don't (laughs) boo me but jimmy garoppolo he you know he could be uh of the only positive thing that comes out of san francisco season and you know Good luck to him. You know, he's always been a backup to Tom Brady. I'm sure he learned some stuff from him. So, I mean, he came in against Seattle, and they were already down, I think, 23-6 to six or 3, and he threw a touchdown in the last second. So, you know what? Good for him. Maybe San Francisco will turn around. We never know. Who knows? We'll see. Just like the Lions in the past three years. But it yeah. took them three years. So, San Francisco, don't be anxious.
0: Well, this is the end of the show. So, I just want to... Thank you guys for everyone that was listening. It's a it's been fun as always. You're getting even really though, sincere. Yeah, I'm getting pretty sincere. I really appreciate you guys. You know, for all everyone that listens, I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun for me. It's definitely like I said before, a highlight of, you know, being in radio. It's fun. I enjoy it.
1: I'd be having more fun if I got paid. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was kidding.
0: Yeah, no. I wish I got paid too. <laughs> that would be great. Then I didn't have to get my job. I'm gonna start working at GFS. That'll be interesting.
1: <laughs> no one cares. Where's that button? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that that finishes off episode five next week. Real. Next week, same time as always. Same place. Tune in Thursday, three to four. We'll be here. And tune in. You know, all the time for some great. Music, Great music.
0: Just because the weather's cold
1: doesn't mean our hits are, aren't are hot.
0: I want to hit the boo button so bad. Anyway, though, keep it here, even though we're not going to be on air. Still got to keep it here at 91.9. Always. Always. We'll FL. be here. The Wave. We'll be here next Thursday.
1: Adios. What's up, Wave listeners?
0: It's Tim. I want you to keep it here on 91.9 FM, The Wave.